You know, during a Christmas play, uh, there were some six-year-old boys that were acting out the role of the wise men. And as any time kids perform, as you saw tonight, something uh, funny is usually about to happen. And so as they presented their gifts of gold, myrrh, and frankincense at the nativity scene, each boy stepped forward and stated what they were offering to Christ. And so the first six-year-old boy held out his arms and he just said, gold. And the second boy came up and held out his arms and he said, myrrh. And the last boy got real nervous and couldn't quite remember his line and he just held out his gift and said, Frankie sent this. <laughs> you know, like the little boy, sometimes we forget what the gift is. We forget the meaning of Christmas. And what we've sung about tonight is the gift of Christmas is the birth of a baby. But you know, a baby is born every 4.3 seconds in this world. That's 259 babies every minute. That's 385,000 babies every single day. What was so special about this baby? What was special about this baby was, was Christ Jesus the Lord. We often refer to that title, Christ. It was not His last name. It was a title. And it just means the Anointed One. We were able to preach this past Wednesday night that Jesus was the Anointed One. He was anointed a prophet to preach the Gospel. He was anointed a priest to offer sacrifices for sins. He was, off, he was anointed as a king to rule. And so when a baby is born, it's natural to have birth announcements. I know things have changed over time, but when I was born, my parents lived in a very tiny house, just getting started on their way. And I came along, was the firstborn in my family. And I remember my dad, uh, there's a picture of it. I don't remember it. I wasn't really around, but... There's a picture of my dad went out and he got a big white bed sheet and he painted with blue spray paint, it's a boy, and he hung it on the side of the house and it covered basically the entire house, <laughs> told the whole neighborhood, it's a boy. Well, now we have fancy cards that we send and uh, digital images that we can send out to everybody and we can announce the birth of a baby because it's an exciting time. As you understand, before the invention of Instagram and yes, even bed sheets and spray paint, there was a birth announcement that happened so long ago. I want to read to you from Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 through 11. The Bible says, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. You can imagine they were afraid. But the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around, and they were afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Here's the announcement. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The angels announced that a Savior is born. You notice that in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this was his birth announcement. So tonight, in the brief few moments, I know you've heard an extended amount of music, but if you'll indulge me for just a few moments, I would like to give you three thoughts about this birth announcement. Number one, I want you to notice from our text, the birth of the Savior is good news because it's literal. It's good news because it's literal. You see, good news is only good news if it's true. 
And what if I showed up to your house tonight after we dismissed and here come my family pulling in your driveway and I, I came out and I got out of my car and I had a giant check and a whole bunch of balloons and I went up and rang your doorbell and said, congratulations, you've won a million dollars. That'd only be good news if it was true. And I can assure you if I show up at your house tonight with a giant check and a bunch of balloons and tell you you've won a million dollars, it ain't true. You wouldn't rejoice. That news is absolutely worthless because it's not true. But I want you to notice a couple things in this verse that are very interesting. Notice in verse 11, it says, Therefore unto you is born this day. This day. Now, we know that most likely it was not December 25th. And we're not going to fight and wrangle about that. Uh, you can study the scripture that shepherds were in open fields watching their flocks. And most likely, if it was in December time, they would have been in some kind of shelter, and they, they weren't at this time. And so we don't know. He probably was born sometime between March and maybe September, actually. And we don't know the exact day, but the angels do, and God does. And it says here that he was born this day. Meaning this, it happened on a literal day in history. We know in this chapter that it happened in a specific time in history when Caesar Augustus was still emperor of Rome. It talks about this day, a literal day. Did you notice in that verse it also says this day in the city of David. It was in a city called Bethlehem. You know, Bethlehem still exists today. It's about 6,500 miles from South Carolina. I want you to understand when it says this day in this city, he's not talking about... Jesus wasn't born in Narnia. He wasn't born in Middle Earth. He wasn't born in a galaxy far, far away. It was this day in this place. Did you know the first nativity scene was, was created by Francis of Assisi? He built the first ma Christmas manger scene. He built it in 1224. And his purpose was to get the people to think of Christ as a person who really lived rather than a mysterious fictional deity. There was a purpose behind that. Many of your houses are adorned with nativity scenes. Why? Because on a specific day, in a specific place, a specific baby was born. And I think we all today need to understand what Francis was trying to get across, and that is the historical truth of the Christian faith. It is not some legend, it is not some fairy tale, it's not true for me and maybe not true for you. No, no, it is true. And every Christmas we should be reminded that it is not enough for Christ just to have been born in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago. What really matters is Christ being born again in your life. And so I want to pronounce to you tonight that the birth of a Savior is good news because it is literal. Let me say secondly, the birth of a Savior is glad news because it is essential. And we saw in verses 8 through 10 how, how these shepherds were scared. Can you imagine how scared they would have been? And I mean, first of all, an angel appears. Now think about that. I don't know if you believe in ghosts or whatnot or what all you think about that, but I don't care what you believe, some, some angelic being, some supernatural being appears in the sky in the middle of the night. That's going to spook you. I don't care how tough you are. And then you see a bright light shown about. Boy, that'll get your attention too, especially in the dark of the night. I think I've told you a story before. When we lived in Long Beach, California, my wife and I were taking a walk one night. And we were just minding our own business walking. It was dark out. And we were walking to a specific place. And it's not uncommon in Los Angeles to see police helicopters circling around. And we were taking a walk. And all of a sudden, a spotlight from a helicopter was on us. 
I didn't do it, you know. I mean, it kind of startled us a little bit. We were walking back from the grocery store where we were going, and they found the guy they were looking for. Boy, he was on the ground. Police had guns drawn. I said, it's him. That's him, right? Can you imagine this angel and this light shining round about? You know, the shepherds were sitting in darkness, and really it's a picture of the lost human race sitting in the darkness of sin and in the shadow of death. You see it in chapter 1 and verse 79 of Luke. When the glory of God in all His holiness suddenly breaks in on people who live in the darkness of sin, really our only response is great fear. Can I say to you tonight, and I mean this, I hope this will sink into you. If you have ever sinned against God, if you have ever sinned one time, if you have ever sinned against God, let me tell you tonight, you need a Savior. Somebody rightly said this, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need was money, God would have sent an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, God sent a Savior. You see, we need a Savior most of all, and I thank God that Jesus came first of all to be a Savior. But just like these shepherds that were in darkness, our our dark world doesn't always see its need for a Savior. And I'm afraid there are a lot of people in this world that are that way. I want you to suppose for just a moment, for sake of illustration, if I was standing in a long line in a bank, and by the way, I don't like being in long lines. You, if you know me well enough, you know, come on, come on, what's taking so long? I want you to just imagine for a moment that I was standing in a long line in a bank, and, and let's just say for sake of illustration, my friend Ezra Green comes barging in. We know Ezra Green's good size. man, got big hands. And he comes barging in the bank. He runs in and he just grabs, I mean, puts his big arm, or a big hand around my arm and squeezes as tight as he can. And he jerks me by the arm and he pulls me out of line and he drags me outside of the bank. And I would say to him, what are you doing? And what if he said, I'm saving you from the bank? And I might say to him, I don't need saving. I'm not in danger. I was waiting in line to make a deposit. What are you doing? Now let's change the scenario just a little bit. What if he grabbed me, comes in, rushes in, grabs me by the arm, and, and rather than being pee because maybe he ripped my shirt and he bruised my arm and he got me out of line and I was, I was the next person in line, and this time he runs in and he grabs me by the arm and he... He pulls me out and he rips my shirt and he bruises my arm, but that the bank was in the midst of a robbery. That would change the way I view this, wouldn't it? I'd say, oh man, I'm glad you came. Thank you for saving me. You see, in the first scenario, I didn't recognize that there was any danger. In the second scenario, I recognized that if somebody doesn't save me, I'm doomed. And and you understand, I think there are a lot of people in this world that don't realize that they're in a bad situation. They don't realize that they're, they're at odds with God. They don't realize that it's not someday you'll be under the judgment of God. Right now you're under the judgment of God without a Savior. And they need this essential redemption from a Savior who is the only one that can save them. So I tell you tonight, the Bible tells us that if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior, whether you realize it or not, you're in the greatest imaginable danger. You are in eternal danger. And if you should die without Christ, you will have to stand before a holy God against whom you have committed many, many offenses. The Bible says, it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment 
But I'm telling you, if you've called upon the Savior, then you know that when you stand before God, you have an advocate, you have an intercessor, you have a Savior. And I tell you, the birth of a Savior is glad news because it is essential to all of us. All of us have sinned against God. Therefore, all of us need a Savior. I'm going to give you the last thought. The birth of a Savior is global news because it is universal. Did you see in verse 10 there, he says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. To all people. The angel said that this news was not just for shepherds. It was to all people. Now, no doubt these Jewish shepherds would understand that it meant all Jewish people, not just Jewish shepherds, but all Jewish people. But we have come to understand that Luke, the author here, even documented in the book of Acts that he wanted his readers to know that the good news is not just for Jews only. It's not just for shepherds in fields. It's for Jew and Gentile alike. Why? Because this Savior came to die for the sins of the whole world. Did you know in 2022, there was a survey that was done. And it was reported there, were, there is as much as $21 billion, $21 billion with a B, of unspent money tied up in unused and lost gift cards. <laughs> so you think, hey, I, got some, I got some of that in a drawer somewhere. I lost it. You know, that's amazing. In one year, $21 billion in unused and lost gift cards. Some of you are thinking, man, I was going to buy a gift card for somebody. I think I might change my mind now. You say, why are you telling us that? Here's why. Because the Savior will only save those that call upon His name. Aren't you thankful tonight that the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He's a Savior of all people. But you must call upon Him. You must call upon Him. I want to close just by asking you a few questions. I, I like to ask questions. They challenge us to think a little bit. My first question is this. Do you understand the truth of who Jesus is and what Jesus did? This is a twofold thing. You have to know who He was. Our choir has so beautifully sung and our orchestra has so beautifully played about who Jesus was. He was the God-man. Not just a good man, the God-man. God who became man and took upon Him flesh and lived among us, the sinless Son of God. That's who He was. And let me tell you, here's what He did. He died on a cross for sins He did not commit. He died in our stead. He was buried in a tomb and He rose from the dead. And He offers His wounded hands to us and says, Whosoever shall call upon Me shall be saved. Do you know the truth about who He is and what He has done? Number two, do you recognize your need to be saved? Every once in a while I'll see a t-shirt that says, Y'all need Jesus. I'm bilingual. I speak English and hillbilly, so I know what y'all means. It means you people. And I, I always take a slight offense to that shirt because it's, it's as if you're saying, I don't need Him, but you're so bad off you need Him. I want to tell you tonight, all of us must recognize our need, our need for Jesus. My third question is this, have you ever called upon His name? Have you realized without Him I am lost and undone before God and I need the Savior and I call upon Him? Maybe tonight you've never called by faith upon Jesus to save you from your sins. I beg with you, I plead with you, Trust Him tonight. 
My last and final question is this. Aren't you thankful a Savior was born? That's why I love music presentations like this. I love Christmas sermons because they allow us to just recalibrate and refocus and say, I'm so glad Jesus came. I on my own could not come to where God is. So God came to me. And this world and my life will never be the same. Praise God for it.